episode. So uh, welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast where we, are you ready for a lot of C's? Where we use coffee as a catalyst for creativity, conversation, and change within our community. With us today is Joe Silva, owner of Cup of Joe Coffee, a pop-up coffee bar serving Long Island, New York. Joe Silva, how you doing? I'm phenomenal. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed. Yeah. I love it. Um, Matt, that is the best intro you've ever done. Thank Mark you. It right now, I, today. The 17th. Your voices are so clear. I feel like I feel like when if I close my eyes, I, I'm like in front of an audience on a stage. Yeah. Well, Joe, that's because <laughs> old Maddie set a pre- old Maddie old Maddie set a precedent for uh, having good equipment for this podcast, and I was able to procure myself this week a uh, an audio interface, a two channel. So yeah, so we're we're actually in separate locations right now. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, we usually uh, here. I'll turn my camera really quick, and you can kind of see what the setup usually looks like. It's man, you know, the, I love this. It. Would be like the two people. You know, he'd be on the other side of this table, and we'd be chatting. But because of COVID, we're trying to be safe and st- you know stay apart. And yeah, as it's safe just, as possible. Yeah, it's just the way to go for now. We're we're at the we're at the bitter end of this pandemic. Is is my my gut feeling? Everybody's getting vaccinated. That's our hope. By the so. way, was that a um a, a bun coffee meal that I saw? You bet your <laughs> ass that was a bun coffee meal. Yeah, that's is our that bulk the, grinder. The one pound, the two pound, or the five pound? <laughs> that is the G... I think it's the the G1. The G1? I have a G1 as well. Dude. Nice! They're great. How do you like it? <laughs> They're super it. sturdy, man. That's that's the way That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, man. You take one of those, you 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 replace the, the uh, burrs in it with, you know, some real... High quality birds. You got yourself a Bunzilla. That thing will last you a lifetime. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys, um, I, I've been reading just, just I guess while we're on the co- the the topic of uh, grinder, have you guys uh, been reading about like misting your coffee before grinding it to yes. lower the, the the static in your coffee? Yes, James Hoffman just did a video on that. I think right. Uh, I've been, uh, yeah, I've I've read. I just read an article on that and I see it on Instagram all the time. It's hot right now. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, obviously people grinding for a solo cup, something for a pour over, even for a V60, like they're well, just yeah. spraying it with something. I'm like, what are they doing? Well, that's where it's most applicable, right? Because when you're just doing that solo cup, like there's not a lot of like bean coverage that you need to hit and you're reducing that static electricity, that cling that like when you're doing less than, you know, say eight cups, you're, you really want to optimize everything that you're getting out of that grinder. Correct. Well, there's a couple of things that are happening there. And and this is from, from what I understand, I didn't, I haven't done a deep dive into it, so I I could be wrong on some things, but, um, kind of a shout out. Shallow dive. Huh? (laughs) I said, give us the shallow dive, man. Uh, (laughs) Here's the shallow dive. Um, so first of all, I've seen people are also misting their pucks for espresso. They're pre mist. It's like a pre wet for their pre wet. And the thinking there is you're preparing the coffee to be. Uh, it, your coffee becomes more soluble. It more quickly absorbs water, um, so that extraction Wait. can be more even. There's less channeling even in an espresso puck. Wait, so people are doing a pre brew pre brew to the pre brew. Pre-brew to the pre-brew. They're doing that pre-pre. I like that, that pre-pre. Wait, did we do what? We said that a few weeks ago. What was we the... said that? I forget what that was for, but that's a, hey, pre-pre is a thing now. That's, <laughs> we're in on it. 
Anytime pre-pre comes up, if you're putting a step before a step, you are on the pre-pre. We're on that pre-pre, baby. We run a um, at the farmer's market. We run uh, an S1 Mini, which is just um, just a dual boiler on the go. 120 volt, volt espresso machine. And there is mm-hmm. like, you have to actually, it's so low bandwidth because you actually have to uh, hold two buttons in order to um, program a pre-infusion for your espresso. As to where, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you have like a Linnea Mini, mm-hmm. the pre-infusion is, needless to say, flawless on that machine. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, uh, all right, <laughs> we, we, we've started the podcast, but we've avoided a very important uh, series of questions that we always ask first-time guests, because we were like, here we are, it's 4 p.m. on a Sunday, and all of us, I think, are just ready to chat anyway. Um, <laughs> but Matt, Matt, if you'd like to ask our guest the, the inaugural question. Ah, uh, yes, the question, the age-old question, who are you, how are you, and what do you do? Uh, okay. So who am I? I am uh, Joseph Silva. My um, I hail from Patchogue, New York, which is a uh, it's kind of a really big town on on the south shore of Long Island. Um, people call it Mini Brooklyn. Uh, it's built up from nothing, um, and it was a ghost town when I started working at my first cafe. Um, and how am I? I uh, I'm amazing. I, there's never a day that goes by that I don't have a smile on, you know? Yeah. Um, and what do I do? I um, own and operate a coffee company called Cup of Joe Coffee. We love awesome, that. Dude. And I um, love... Go ahead. Uh, no, you go, Matt. I'm you just, go. All right. I'm, I'm just going to say as the... Uh, as the, the, the the childless dad of the group here. Um, we, we, I'm dad for some reason, and I love dad jokes, right? And I love mm-hmm. good puns. And cup of Joe coffee just really hits home for me, man. That's just like a sweet spot for me. That's a the the naming is is familiar. It's easy to remember, and it's got a little pun in it because your name is Joe, and I think that's phenomenal. Well, it's that it's that low hanging fruit, right? It was yeah. right there for him. I um. I had this plan all along. I was on one other podcast. I want to say about six years ago at this point. And yeah, yeah. And they, they asked me if you were ever to open up your own coffee business, what would you name it? And without, without a second thought, I said, Hey, cup of Joe, that's it. Boom. And uh, it was uh, from then on, that was just like the manifestation. And, um, you know, uh, I, I put it into motion. So you have been podcasting longer than the two of us. No, um, I, that was only, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the only podcast I've ever been on. And it was completely oh, wow. nerve wracking because it was in person. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yes. It's different when you're in person. Much different, much different. It is because you have to couple that like impression that you're leaving upon the host or, and or guest with, also, like attempting to say the right things that you, not necessarily that you think people want to hear, but that you're like, that people will be engaged by, right? Exactly. Which I think, um, you know, a lot of people have a problem with like, like just showing up as yourself, you know, like this is, this is the whole reason as to why podcasters have you on is because they want you to be you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. 
we could craft up all kinds of characters for this podcast that you know that don't exist but the i think what makes podcasting so attractive is that we live in a time where um not only are we having shorter conversations and doing it less frequently uh but we're also spending a lot of time crafting a persona on the on the internet of ourselves that isn't necessarily our true selves. And, and so there's a lot of refreshing mm-hmm. aspects to a podcast. There's no time limit. We're not in any rush to get to a commercial break or anything like that. We're just hanging out, having a conversation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's funny that you say... Um, you know, you, there's a persona on, in, on like Instagram or social media that, you know, it's not necessarily people that you you, you tend to be uh, in in your real life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, I think that's like super super in. That's a super super good point when it comes to uh, when it comes to coffee and like you know selling yourself as your business. Um, totally. You know. Um, yeah, get get into that. Go go into that thought. Give us give us everything that you got on that. Like like selling like branding yourself and your business and yourself as your business. Like what's that been like for you, man? It's been it's been interesting. Like, I'm not I'm a big talker uh with I'm a, I'm I'm a big talker, I'm a big chit-chatter with um uh, you know people that are in my small circle or my customers that come and that we have it's coffee talk, you know. Um a lot of a lot of times we just you know um we shoot the mill with just how how their day's been um and how like i said what kind of coffees they're drinking throughout the week um mm. what what type of roasts roasts or roast or roast profiles they've been into lately um but when it comes to uh social media like i i'll be the first to tell you like i suck so bad <laughs> we uh, we suck too and we we yeah. spent all of 2020 trying to suck a little less at it and uh it, it's it's been like a, a little bit you know kevin i think you can agree with me especially for you it's been a little bit of pulling teeth to do the whole quote-unquote branding thing you're, mm-hmm. you 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 approach social media as like whatever like we're just gonna like we're just gonna document on it and people will be drawn to it and they were uh but you gotta we realized that you gotta play the game a little bit you know mm-hmm. you do my um my, I guess like my golden egg would be, is actually my, my girlfriend. She, um, she is like a whiz with this stuff. Like she, she's like, listen, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna just put, put this up here and we're going to put it into, into our like immediate atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it tethers to, to people around us in our community, then we know that we're on the right track. And if not, then we're still going to do it anyways. Like this is just how it is. Um, that's a really good pro approach. Yeah, uh, I, f- I feel as if, um, but go- but going back to you know being yourself on social media, I-, I feel as if I want my product, I want my product on my Instagram or my Facebook or any sort of social media that I'm on mm-hmm. to be about products and not about me. Like I, mm. I, I hate being the face of my business. Um, I want it to be all about the coffee, all about what people are consuming, um, mm-hmm. the, the details about the product, um, how, how I can make it more readily available for them as well. And that's a hard line to tread, you know, because, uh, I agree that, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, what you're putting into the product, how you're, how you're letting it stand out and, um, you know, how you invest in the quality of it. Um, 
but the it, it seems like from from what you do uh, in your line of work, it is very much focused on you as the person because you're putting yourself out there. You're the guy standing behind the coffee cart or the you know the stand at the farmers market saying hey to the customer. Um, you, and you're a sole proprietor here, right? So you're like, yeah, you're putting it all together. So people are gonna be emotionally invested in you as a human. Um, so it is, it's definitely a, a, a give and a take there. I think um, you'll probably continue to see that people will want to, uh, people will want to interview you and break down who you are and where you come from, and uh, you you might. Um, you, you might have to wedge your own your own coffee, uh, you know the, the coffee nerdism that we love into it. <laughs> I I, com- I completely agree with you with what you just said. How to become emotionally in- emotionally invested? Um, because I do have people, and you're correct, that show up to my coffee stand and they're like, hey, we um w- we saw the latte that you guys posted. This is your special, and it intrigued me so much. I would love to I would love to order it. However, they're like we we want to meet the owner. We want to we want to see who the face is behind the uh, this cup of coffee or this brand. Um, and uh, what it, I guess it's kind of like a, a funny pun thing where you know when they say oh what's your name I say oh, I'm Joe too. They're like oh that's 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 great. It goes along with the with the title of the business, you know. Obviously, we've never met in person. Um, and. Th- Am I correct in get so the farmers market's kind of your main presence in your community, right? Yes, uh, okay. farmers markets and um, you know uh, local deliveries. Um, as to uh, for now, this is like the main focus. Okay, great. Um, so let's say Matt and I were at the farmers market this morning, and we're walking around, and we see your stand. What is the thing that either? you hope or that you think our eyes would be drawn to first when we see the the cup of joe farmers market stand oh that's such a that's such a good question i've never been i've never been asked this before um when it comes to maybe the first your first line of sight i would say hopefully it would be well i mean we all wear masks now okay I would want I would that that's a welcoming <laughs> image for sure <laughs> in this day and age. <laughs> but like like as far as the stand is concerned, what do you think that uh what do you think or hope people are noticing first? Like is are there bags of coffee that are very like tactfully placed or like is there a really nice like an image on the banner or we have um we have kind of like more I would say um, more of a, a European style menu. Mm-hmm. Um, written out um, on this on a pretty big chalkboard, um, about like a twenty-four inch chalkboard. Oh, um, oh nice! Yeah, we have uh, just a, a regular bag bag display um, mm-hmm. right across the front of the table, and then to the left we have uh, our espresso machine, which is, I think, the main attraction as far as you know what people see first. It's just like the biggest thing. It's shiny. It's uh, it's making all these cool noises. The grinders going. Um, so yeah, I would say probably their eyes would go to the to the bag display, then the menu, and then the espresso machine. But what I hope they would see first would probably probably be our menu because it's a little different. Okay, so I so hit me up. Like like what's what's um what's on the menu? Like what what are the things that you're like you're trying to entice people into getting at the farmers market to walk around with? We're we're trying to get people to. Um, 
to enjoy coffee for what it is. So we we try to shrink our menu, not to have not have too many uh, specialty items as far as flavors or too many sugar additives. We're trying to have people walk around with a good filter drip coffee or an espresso shot or have something like a cortado on the menu an espresso mm. macchiato. Uh, something that's something that's classic, but that that'll that'll suffice for your your morning your morning coffee, you know. Yeah. So no pop tart lattes. <laughs> <laughs> we have one that we just um, we just released uh, last week. You have a pop tart la- latte that you just released? Oh, uh, no, I wish I wish it was a pop tart latte. I wish I could I could figure that one out. But um, <laughs> it was called uh, the H two O. My girlfriend actually came up with it. It it's a uh, honey hazelnut and oat milk. Oh, that's all right. Delicious. I give clever. up, man. Your marketing is on par. Like you're just you've been podcasting for six years. You got marketing into a T. Your you girlfriend's in control of the Instagram. Matt, let's quit. <laughs> Joe, it's you're over. taking over. Welcome back to uh, the Cup of Joe podcast with your host. <laughs> you know, it's actually I, I will uh, get Kevin and I will both will give a shout out to my wife who is, you know, v- v- just very, uh, very supportive of what I do. I mean, I'm, this whole podcast setup is in the She's basement supportive of, of what we do. She's like, <laughs> and but she, every once in a while. So like Kenzie, my wife is uh, she's super into you know, she's super into style and branding and like, and she has, you know, a lot of really great insights. So every once in a while, mm-hmm. she'll just drop a little tidbit on us. Like, Hey, I think like you should try maybe thinking about doing it this way. And Kevin and I are like, shit, that's really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, really good. thanks yeah. babe. Yeah. 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 Uh, they, they see it from a perspective that we don't, uh, or my girlfriend sees it from a, from a perspective that I don't. And it's just that much greater. Totally. I, I think I think about it. I know that I think about things way too much to where mm. it surpasses the point of actually just going and doing it, which is 90% of it. Paralysis through analysis is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's, we do that, that a lot. Dude, that, yeah, that happens to so many people because it, like, you know, es- especially when you're thinking of what you want to do, y- the idea of perfectionism comes into play. And like, you know, if th- you could think about perfectionism all day and never get anything done. Right. I, which is, which is, you know, I, I feel, I feel as if we've just been sh- showing up and just serving good coffee mm. and kind of just, putting ourselves out there and not thinking too much. So when I have too much time to sit and think mm-hmm. I, 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 my feet, my feet get stuck. So, okay. So, yes. so let's continue. Um, let's continue through this venture in the farmer's market. Now, Matt and I walk up to you. I'm the loud one. I'm probably going to engage with you first and I'm going to say, Hey, what's up, Joe? I've like, I'm just going to assume I know your name. What's up, Joe, <laughs> who owns cup of Joe? I I'm going to ask like, what's, the item you would recommend I have off your menu? I would say, I will, first I would ask how your day is going. I hope it would be going well. Or if, uh, if you had a morning that was kind of tough, you were looking for coffee and you came in just like a little bit too tired. I'd probably, um, just get you, um, probably just a drip coffee. If you, Mm. if, if, if that's what, if that's what you're into, but well, you know, I could also offer you something on the, uh, something else on the menu as far as a latte or okay well thank you very much joe you've been very amicable this morning what are you serving for drip coffee today ah our bali 
100%. Obviously, um, people around here, they love dark roasts, but they like really acidic dark roasts. Oh, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, kind of got that mm-hmm. just from serving, serving some coffees and people are like, yeah, it has my dark, my dark roast has a punch to it that I can't find anywhere else until they try our Bali. And, um, it's, it's not acidic. Mm-hmm. It's very smooth with mm. some dark chocolate and syrupy notes to it. Um, very, very, very even flavor profile, but it's not acidic and nice. people love it. Um, some people say that they even get some dark, some dark licorice in there. Mm. Now, is it is it called Bali and it's a dark roast blend? It is a okay. dark. Uh, it's it's actually a single origin. So, um, oh. it's from a, yeah, it's from, it's from a micro lot in the Kintamani region. Nice. Um, That's however, cool. it is called Santosha, which has a crazy backstory um, to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason the re- all right, so the reason that we called it Santosha, um, which, which is uh, Santosha in Sanskrit means uh, contentment. Mm. And uh, going digging a little bit past that, um, just a little bit about myself too. Uh, I, I have uh, Tourette's. Oh, oh, very interesting. Yeah. So if you hear me twitch on here, uh, well, we'll just kind of if you hear any any noises, any twitches, we'll just move past it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 totally for sure. Um, so when when we were sitting down with this one, it was kind of like we we were kind of trying to hammer out some names for for our roasts, and um, Santosha was one meaning contentment, and it's kind of that coffee that you can have every morning, and this mm-hmm. is the coffee. This is the this is like the. the the kind of cup that you would associate with ultimate contentment. Like, this is it. It's a, be- it's a beautiful dark roast. But at the same time, I had uh, just kind of like a little bit of a struggle with, you know, twitching in my lifetime and trying to kind of like, quote unquote, fit in with other people. And um, until I came to terms with it, where I'm like, hey, man, I have I have Tourette's. This is something super unique. And um, the, and uh you know, coming to terms with it, it's uh, I'm content with who I am. At the end of every day, this is this is it, and this it, I, I accept myself for who it is. You know, Santosha, Santosha. That's a that is a beautiful story, and I I think I love when the name that you give something is met with intent, right? That is telling a, its own story, because um, you could have called it, you know. Uh, uh, you know, you could have called it whatever, su- super death dark roast. You know, dark, dark as hell. I don't know that. <laughs> dark as dark as night. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Um. But you the dark went, night five. <laughs> but <laughs> but you went with something that you know is is personal to you. And again, there you go. Like, kind of wraps mm. back into. You know, you want coffee to stand on its own. You want your coffee to be a quality product, and have, and you want people to pay attention to that. But I mean, your story is what makes the the coffee unique, and it gives it even more value because it's human mm-hmm. value because it creates mm-hmm. connection with people. Right. I that 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 goes for all of my coffees too. Um, I kind of I, I kind of threw that threw that twist in there with with who I am through my product. Um, just because when I look at like the, the when I look at the layout of my business, it's like this is 
this is how I truly express myself is through my company and through my, through the products that I'm offering my my customers and the people that that purchase them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like your coffee, your product is how you show up in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I love that you're doing that. Yeah, that's dope. Um. Uh. Well, do you have a tip jar? I I don't have a tip jar, but I do take I do take tips, but I don't pocket them. I I, well, I'll re- tell you I what, redistribute. At, at the end of this analogous interaction, I would I I'm tipping you. I'm I'm gonna tip a at least a, a buck or two on that. Boop. So thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Matt, do you want anything from the farmers market stand while we're here? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been dying for a cortado, so I'll, I'll take a cortado. <laughs> yeah, dude. Classic, want, classic. So. So, um, with that, you were, you were talking about the espresso machine. You said you had to, um, you, you had to build up pressure for the pre-brew with two buttons on it. Yeah. There's a, there's a pre, there's a pre-infused button. So you have to hold the double shot and the, uh, and the on switch and it kind oh. of sets it into like a pre-infusion mode. But when you pull, and then on top of that, when you pull a shot and when you end the shot, it times it for the next upcoming shots. Oh, so, like, like almost like a memory kind of thing. Very old school. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like you're, yeah. Very, very old school. Yeah. I can imagine someone like back in the day being like, this is cutting edge. This is how everything's going to be in the future. <laughs> 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 everything's going to have extra buttons to press. Everything's going to have a pre-brew and it's going to have a memory for the next shot. Now we're just like, yeah, can you digitize that? And it, yeah, and it's a it's a Lisp- it's a Lispatial, uh S one mini, so it it only oh. has light indicators as to when the shots are pulling. And oh, when, yeah, it's strange. So you you've got to be a little intuitive with that. Yes, however, I don't time my shots. Everything is in my head. Ah, you know, um, everything from dosing out sixteen to eighteen grams of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um to well well, just to kind of keep up with the volume at at a farmer's market i i use a doser because i i don't have time to weigh out each shot so i kind of i kind of can you know just cue in visually and say okay like this is 16 to 18 grams um have my my grind i have my grind all, all tacked in and um then after a tamp, I just throw it in, and as I'm steaming, because it's a dual boiler, as I'm steaming, oh, I can yeah. kind of time out 20, 24 seconds on each shot. Well, that's great that you have that ability, that you have the dual boiler, you're able to do that. So you're, you're operating off a lot of sense memory. Did you come in with the plan of dosing, or was that like an add-on, like you did a couple farmer's markets, and you're like, we need to dose this? You know, I <laughs> it was... Uh, it was a it was a cost thing it was it was more oh. along the lines of like like a financial like a financial hit like a doser costs way less than like a malconig where obviously thousands of dollars later you have the best award-winning grinder there is um as opposed to just having just like a single like a small little mini doser um mm-hmm. i i have the Mazer luigi it's, mm. it's, it's the it's the jolly mini um so, uh, yeah, uh, having, having a doser is not only more cost effective, but you can kind of see, you know, uh, you can kind of keep up with like a low to mid volume, uh, customer, uh, base, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's really cool. Um, I've got a question for you. Uh, being at a farmer's market, 
is, you know, 99% people. You're, you are, people are walking around, you are greeting them with a smile underneath a mask at this point. And, you know, you're, you're saying good morning to people, <laughs> you're sparking up conversations. So um, what, what we really love uh, and, and what really drives us is community. That's kind of what the Upstate Coffee Collective is about. We're about bringing our community together with coffee mm-hmm. as sort of that, that nexus, right? That, that center point. Um, what does community mean to you? How does, how does community play into kind of your business model and, like, and, and how you see your business growing? I love that. I absolutely love that question. Um, I've been, I talked to two people this week about the same exact question you just asked me. And, um, my, my, uh, my whole business plan is, is revolves around community solely. Um, because I, I came, I, I came up as a barista. I, I started when I was in high school. Um, I had no idea what I was doing in the coffee world. I needed a job. Um, went to my local c- coffee shop in my hometown, uh, and they hired me. I didn't think they would hire me, but they hired me. Um, and, uh, I fell in love with it and I, I worked from the ground up really. I, I, you know, I, I saw everything from, uh, re- just being, just restocking shelves, not being able to make drinks on the bar. And then I made drinks on the bar and, and then, uh, I went into, I, I, I saw the roaster, fell in love with the roaster. They let me roast I roasted my, I roasted coffee uh, exclusively for a bit and, um, moved into, um, down the line. I was, I, I opened up a, a business. So when, when I sell you a cup of coffee, I'm selling you, I'm not selling you on a product. I'm selling you on a community. Um, mm. so yeah. this is, this is not just to, this is not just to make, make, make money. This is not just to make money on a cup of coffee. This is what I, always dreamed of doing like this moment where i give you your cup of coffee you asked for you purchased from me like this is what i wanted to do from the very beginning and Mm -hmm. this is us coming together over over a cup of coffee and seeing uh, on an equal plane and having uh having a a a a very uh, a common conversation about you know about my coffee This episode is brought to you by your friends at Upstate Coffee Collective and our local community. We've decided that in 2021, we're going to do things differently. We want to be intentional with our ad roll, either letting you know about something we feel very strongly about or nothing at all. Starting now, our podcast will be completely unmonetized. We will not be taking any money from advertisers unless it is something that we truly, truly believe in. And right now, we don't see uh, any opportunities like that. So we're going to keep this podcast completely unmonetized. Now, we will take a moment each week to plug whatever it is we, the collective, are working on behind the scenes. But we want to ensure that we stay true to our values and that we continue to serve as a hub for our community to listen along as we make valuable human connections and learn to become better listeners and better storytellers. If you love this podcast and you want to see it grow, consider leaving a positive rating or a review uh, and be sure you're subscribed so that you're notified of each new episode that comes out every Monday morning. Listeners of this podcast get a unique discount code that saves 10% off our first and only flagship coffee all day ADK, which we're super proud of. And we want you to have the opportunity to share in that with us. So uh, if you use the code podcast at checkout, you'll save 10% off of your entire purchase. 
and we super appreciate you and we love you and thanks for listening enjoy the show Yeah. So it's just like, just as much as you're selling a cup of coffee, you're also, you're giving people the chance to invest in what, what your what stake you have in the community and a little bit of the dream that you have going on for yourself. Absolutely. Mm. Very well said, Kev. That's cool. Oh, thanks buddy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so give us an idea. What does roasting look like for cup of joe i feel like a lot of people have an idea in their mind that you either like open up a coffee shop with a roaster attached to it or have a coffee shop and eventually get into roasting i don't think a lot of people see the the version of coffee that plays out where someone starts kind of like learning how to roast and then gets into their own company what what does that look like for you on a weekly basis try to we try to just roast coffee every week Mm-hmm. on the week try to just keep everything in small batches we we do sell um 12 ounce bags mm-hmm. um so that way things stay fresh there's no waste um mm-hmm. we try to try to cut down on waste as much as possible especially with the with the overhead that we have now we try not to um tack on too much product so that way you know it doesn't sit for too long yeah um so we try to meet the demand when the when the demand needs to be met every week you know yeah um but as far as coming up from roasting like there was a at the first cafe that i worked at for about seven years i roasted just uh, on an old uh geese and roaster and oh nice it was there was no computers involved there was no anything there was just this old you had to you had to re- reach a match into the chamber to light it <laughs> oh that's so cool lower the cafe music you can't do it with headphones you have to listen for the cracks um oh. kind of you can't <laughs> you can't um yeah there has to be ver- it, it was it was all based on sensory so um it was pretty cool to learn that and come up from that you know mm. yeah, i think man, there bad. i think there's something to be said about doing it um from a sensory from a sensory perspective learning that way i think it probably gives you a different kind of uh, intuition for roasting because Mm -hmm. i certainly i don't have any roasting experience kevin has minimal minimal minimal. uh i mean i have i've like yeah i have minimal experience i have like a little bit of knowledge building up on the topic but i wouldn't give myself too much credit yeah so like if i were to jump into roasting right now i would probably jump right in with you know um you'd be making italian roasts (laughs) (laughs) be making french roasts and yeah but but i'd be doing it all with computers is what i'm getting at is Mm -hmm. i probably wouldn't start off uh unless the situation presented itself but i think it's unique uh, a unique enough situation to Mm. start on a roaster that's you know pretty low technology and really relies on your sensory um Right. Learning. Nowadays, there's a demand to be met where every, everyone, you know, they say, you know, every roaster should be in, should have a computer involved to, to sort of benchmark each roast uh, perfectly. 
But at the same time, you know, you have small coffee shops that they have those roasters and then they'll have a personal roaster that they they do all based on all based on sensory just, you know, for smaller batches, uh, which I, which I think is pretty cool, especially around here. There are some great coffee shops locally that roast their own coffee and um, they have some beautiful roasters, mm. um, s- some roasting sites, even locally that, you know, the they they have some really, really great equipment that they're working with. Do you have one uh, in particular in mind while you're saying that? I, uh, oh man, I actually saw another geese in locally, uh, at a, at a, at a local industrial site that is a, is a roasting site at a town near me. And that thing is beautiful. Oh mm. man. Uh, are you renting a roaster? Are you like, uh, like, are you in a co-roasting space or do you own your own roaster somewhere? Uh, just a. Well, I just run off of a of a uh, micro roaster. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. Yeah. So, are you guys doing the same sort of? Uh, like, will you guys be doing the same sort of uh thing as as to like micro roaster own coffee or? Oh no, we outsource. <laughs> we we actually we contract Nick Fernia. He's a local roaster in our area. He runs Knockabout Roasters. Awesome. And yeah, like for for Matt and I, the the concept of us roasting our own coffee hasn't even like really hit the table yet. We, we continue forward with that in mind and it's definitely an intention of ours. But, um, honestly, like, you know, Nick's a great roaster. He's so dedicated to his craft and does such a great job roasting our all day ADK already. Yeah. I I couldn't see us doing it any other way currently. That's so cool. I I wanted to touch back on, the topic of sensory as far as mm-hmm. uh, having a product that may be a little bit different. Like, have you guys ever been to like a cafe in your area where, um, you know, th- instead of a barista making you a drink where it's just, you know, th- the standard for the cafe, they're making you something based on how, uh, like eyeing out, uh, eyeing out a syrup and it just comes out amazing. I used to, have a cafe like when i was so i was really lucky um i'm from even further north than where our company is based of and based out of and there was one tiny cafe in warnsburg new york which is like a tiny town there's like probably two or three traffic lights in the entire town and there was this nice little cafe and i remember going there with my allowance for the week and buying cappuccinos And I would always, like the barista there, I would just ask her to make like a cappuccino for me. And she'd be like, what flavor do you want? And like, we would kind of, like every week she would be doing that. She would just be kind of like figuring. And I remember they got better over time because she was practicing her own craft, you know? Right. Yeah. I try my best. I feel, uh, what, so, uh, a little, I guess like behind the scenes when I, when I was sort of thinking about the, the drinks that we put out, uh, we, we sat down and we, we, we wrote everything, but the last, the thing that we didn't do was make anything. Uh, we never made any lattes or any sort of, uh, any sort of drinks, cappuccinos. We never pulled any espresso shots. We kind of just went in, went in, uh, like for like a dry run in at a farmer's market. And we just based everything on how I used to make drinks, um, the things I've learned over the years. And it, it just kind of uh, become the standard for each drink. Um, making, for an, for example, like making a small latte is just, you know, we can kind of uh, 
just pull you two espresso shots and fill it up with 10 ounces of milk and um we can just add some vanilla based on based on just eyeing it out and Mm -hmm. um i kind of know how it how it will taste based on how much syrup i'm adding or how much syrup i'm not adding you know Mm -hmm. what's coffee culture like in in downstate because you're not you're you know being on long island you're not in the city right and the city's got a super hipster coffee culture of course you know specialties big how is it on long island um it's pretty spaced out Mm. um in my town there are two coffee shops um a couple more roasters that just more they they do just more of like exclusive roasting or or um you know (laughs) distributing cold brew Mm -hmm. um however if you go a couple of towns east or a couple of towns west, those are like the next coffee shops. There are, you know, the the chain coffee shops all in between. Um, however, um, it's it's kind of like very like as like like I said, like low bandwidth out here. You kind of have to drive to different places, but I think that's how people make a connection with some of these places. Um, you know, they find that little bit of love in these towns. They drive to them. It's kind of like their day it's like their treat it's like kind of like their time out to go and enjoy their cup of coffee mm. from their from their coffee shops you said you're out in patchog perfectly said yes all right sweet i'm so glad i said it right because for years until you said it today i've been saying pachog pachog it do to a lot of people come into town and say it that way and you have to correct them they say oh it's either pachogi or pachog I I would I've I've seen the sign for it before and I have definitely always said Pachog. <laughs> what was like what what would you say was like the in, inspirational moment that kind of like popped the idea of having your own coffee business into your head? Was it that episode of that podcast that you were on 6 years ago and you were kind of like, "Well, maybe I could do that." Or had it kind of already been an idea formulating uh, sort of ambiguously? It was, uh, yeah, I, I would say I, I had the, the idea of when, when, I, when, I, when I put the, the name of the, of the business mm-hmm. to, to an idea, I, I sort of thought about it, put it on the back burner for a while. And um, recently, when, within the past two years, when I thought about starting my own business, it was just me working at another coffee shop and it was just the same mundane routine mm. um go in grind out drinks um never be able to talk about you know the true love of coffee with somebody um not being able to share share experiences or thoughts or it was just a cold interaction here's your cup of coffee next order um mm-hmm. it's kind of and then and then of course um covid hit and uh, I, I was left without a job. I oh damn! I, and uh, I, I, you know, kind of pulled the trigger, and I was like, "Let's do this. This is the time to do it." Oh, dude, that's great! You know, um, yeah. I was, I was like, "This is this is the time." I was like, uh, let, "Let's step up to the plate and take our shot with this." You know, there's mm-hmm. no better time than now. Mm-hmm. You were like, "I'm going to take that stimulus money and I'm going to get myself a farm stand." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, farmers markets out here are like so, some of the farmers markets out here are like they're expensive, but I think they're they're kind of feeling out 
COVID too, so you kind of have to pay month by month. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is which is cool because because some vendors, the you know they might they might not meet the demand of of their customer base and they they drop out one month and they're back the next month. Um, but coffee is cool because coffee is it's like baked goods; they're good all year round. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I was uh, making a joke with Kevin. We were talking about like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do, you know, like our our uh, blend that we have all day, ADK? Wouldn't it be cool to do that as like a cold brew or like a snap chill drink or something like that? And I was, we were laughing because like Northern New Yorkers and probably like probably Southern New Yorkers too. New Yorkers in general, like we like a lot of things all year round. We don't let the seasons really affect uh, a lot of what we're drinking or eating. Great example would be people drink iced coffee all year round you mm-hmm. know they don't care <laughs> no we we have the people who come to ask for our flash brew all year round like they're like hey we it's 30 degrees outside and there's a crazy wind show you have cold brew yeah sure <laughs> give, give a flash brew yeah no problem that's classic new york i'm scrolling through your instagram right now and i i you have a you have a great feed you have a great like uh you have a and you know kind of touching on that online persona type of thing you you just uh your your feed has a really great um vibe to it it's very young and fresh and energetic and it looks like you're having a really good time when you're there at the farmer's markets doing what you love um someone met someone commented and said your coffee is very approachable or uh, something something along those lines and i was like yeah that's that's just the feel because you know we're, we're not trying to we're not trying to intimidate you with coffee and we're not we're not, you know, trying to have you come up and tell you how you've been drinking coffee wrong. Rather, right. we're just trying to trying to pitch you a, a product or just sell you our product, and hopefully, you enjoy it. You know. Yes, that's that is. Um, you said something along those lines when we were DMing, and I was like, I gotta have this guy on the podcast because you, you see, you and I or you and we seem to have the same sort of ethos, which is like, we want to bring more approachability to good coffee. We don't want it to be, you know, perceived as snobbish or um, unapproachable, right? Or exclusive. We want it to be inclusive. We want to create a community around good coffee Mm -hmm. and we want to show people how they can not only drink better coffee, um, but just be like more conscious consumers, you know? Absolutely. Like we're trying to bring... Uh, we're trying to bring good coffee and we're trying to make that accessible to everybody across the board. I mean, obviously people who can, can drink it, but we're trying to make, yeah. we're trying to make good coffee accessible to everyone, no matter where you live, how much money you have. Uh, we're, we're all the same. And we're, when you approach my, my stand, like we're all here for the same purpose. Uh, we're, you know, just to enjoy a good cup of coffee and, you know, to make to make coffee, uh, to, like I said, to make coffee accessible to people that need it or people that want it. Hundred percent. It's a great way to put it. I'm also looking at your Instagram now because Matt said that, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea." So uh, much Instagram love. I love it. Right. Um, <laughs> question: Where I'm looking at some of the these might be older back designs. Where does the uh, racing theme come in on one down? and uh the espresso i have um three three of the three of the of the bags of mine are the are the one down the five up 
and the middle C, which I'll touch on afterwards. Uh, the one down and the five up come from uh, my my motorcycle experience. Um, I, I ride a motorcycle. I've always ro- rode a motorcycle ever since I could ride a motorcycle. Um, and the reason I put those in there is because it's a little bit of myself. Um, I obviously ride a motorcycle, but it's also uh, it also goes along the same lines of um, my Tourette's. Um, it's something that helps me not twitch. Um, it's a, kind of like a coping mechanism um, whenever I feel stressed or whenever I feel like I'm overly twitchy one day, um, take, the, take the motorcycle out and it just kind of goes away. Can straight focus, you know? That's awesome. I love man. that. That's a really cool. That's a really cool story. But um, then again, it's on a bag of coffee, which caffeine is bad for Tourette's. They say it kind of oh. it it not not necessarily that it's bad. However, it can amplify your tics. Yes, yeah, probably um, a lot more misplaced energy, right? Um, yeah, yeah, anxiety, totally. Mm-hmm. Um. And the, 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 the middle C is, um, a bag that's truly, uh, truly, truly special to me because that's a, it's a Sidamo. Um, so you're going to have some really, really eclectic berry notes forward with a very er dry earthy finish. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really a great coffee. Um, however, uh, it, the middle C, uh, is uh for for my piano um i played piano for uh about 21 years oh nice um and uh, i i really enjoy uh the feeling it gives me i've always enjoyed it it's i've i've played by ear when i first started i took lessons and that is the end all be all for me that's the the main thing that makes me not twitch so i you know these are all coping mechanisms do you mean like hearing a, a middle c note is like just calming <laughs> well i uh i called it the middle c because it's an ethiopian um which mm-hmm. is the cradle of coffee it's kind of like where coffee started and mm-hmm. that's the base foundation of every piano um mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know the common denominator for every piano is the middle c and it's the common denominator for every coffee it's kind of like the standard uh in the coffee world as as far as i know it is uh, the ethiopia so that kind of ties in to both dude you said your girlfriend was the one who was good at branding but you're on point with all of these man these are this is great i her, her <laughs> i was going crazy with uh branding my product and and trying to find I'm no graphic designer by any means. Mm. Um, her cousin was great. She was like, my cousin's a graphic designer. We let's, let's get her to, uh, to create the bags. And she has been nothing short of flawless. Oh, that's awesome, man. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. guys. It's cool to, um, it's cool to be able to work with people in your community who are creative, mm-hmm. um, and, and having something like a coffee company, there are a lot of creative needs right so it it would like we have we've interacted with you know two three four different creatives just in the last year that we've been in existence um Mm -hmm. you know photographers and graphic designers and artists and uh and we got to interview a few musicians right so i think Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's why I, you know, that's kind of where my little pitch in the beginning when I, when I first kicked us off came from is because we get to use this, this thing, this really simple, just hot beverage as sort of the centerpiece for, um, for creativity and for community. Uh, and so I'm really glad to that. I'm really glad that we got to connect. This is one of the really, one of the positives of having something like Instagram, you know, with all of its evils, like having something like Instagram is, is really, really great. Cause it's a really great way to get connected up with a community. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The, um, you know, sometimes like I feel like, uh, building a community is I'm like, ah, oh, let's like, let's continue to make the ball, keep the ball rolling with it. But it's really just about, you know, just like growing as organically as possible. And, you know, slow growth is better than no growth, you know? So heck yeah, I, I saw you guys and I was like, this is this is what the coffee world should be about. This is the kind of love that you know upstate and downstate and every state needs. Uh, this is the kind of talks that these are the kind of talks that people need to have, um, even over a cup of coffee too. You know. Oh, dude, don't don't tease me. I can't wait to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I think I see. Uh, I think I see you on some Instagram stories with that first morning sit, man. And oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. That's Kev. <laughs> Warms my heart every time. I'm like, oh, I can relate. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Honestly, like, okay, so Matt Matt knows. I have a hard time sharing myself on Instagram. Like, it's a little, it's like a little side effect of like just kind of having imposter syndrome, which makes me like crave attention and validation, but then at the same time, not feel like I deserve it. And like that, it, it's something that like doing those, I was just like, I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to start taking sips of coffee because I can't see anybody right now, but I'm just going to tag some of my friends in them. And honestly, the response to them just being like a reliable thing that I'm doing every day has actually, it's generated conversations that I might not have had otherwise with friends on social media. And it's done things that I didn't think it could do because I I just didn't hold myself back from doing it. And uh, honestly, like, you know, it, it, it's a, it didn't feel very authentic. I have to be honest. It didn't feel very authentic when I first started doing it. Cause like to me, sharing myself doesn't feel authentic, but I realized very quickly that I was the only person looking at it that way. And that, um, you know, it's actually a really good thing to share your coffee and to share the things that you're excited about and proud of in the world. Right. You know? Right. And they don't necessarily have to be too like to overboard or like you go out of your yeah. way to to share something. It's just an everyday task. And there was a couple of times where I was going to actually send you a, a cheers reply with my cup of coffee I was having at the same time. Oh, dude, but I was do like, it! But I was like, ah, oh, man. What if I'm not like cool, right? Dude, you're so cool. Stop it. Definitely. 100% do that. <laughs> I will only ever be excited about that. I love sharing coffee moments with people. Our friend Josiah tagged us in one this morning. It's just a picture of like his cup outside on his porch. And I was just like, it made it warm my heart, man. It was one of the first things I saw today. Yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Like sh- sh- sharing moments with people and bringing good bringing good coffee to people um that that you know sometimes in their town is you know they're not they don't have the best they don't have any coffee shops really um Mm. that's kind of cool and having having a bit of solidarity behind giving someone coffee and just knowing that you know 
you can you can reach out and you can talk to us at any time not just about coffee it's that yeah that is our greater sense of community and it kind of like rolls into like our motto which was shaped for us in a very in it's just like a very like thrust upon us way which is just like we got you i saw that yeah this is just us giving you coffee and we're here even outside of the parameters of coffee mm -hmm. um this is like you're a part of our you're a part of this community now like we're we are we are a big family that's great man yep that's uh i i also noticed that tagline on uh you have it at, like on a crew neck um yeah and I, which is awesome i love these i'm actually wearing it right now <laughs> oh shoot we love crew necks nice, here man <laughs> big crew i guess oh, what's I, I guess like a, a big question that I kind of wanted to jump into in the beginning, but it's much better to lay the groundwork for this is what's an unexpected lesson you've learned while starting your business that's come from like an obstacle or just the general process of getting to the point that you're at? Definitely the, um, the small, the small leaps and like the small road, the small roadblocks that you run into mm -hmm. where, um, you may not be able to afford something, so you kind of have to grind it out a little bit. And then in that grind process, you realize that, you know, it's really, this is what it's about. Like this, focusing on the small details is what it's about. Um, like uh, our big goal is a, is a, is a food truck or a food trailer. But for mm -hmm. now, you know, we're, we're trying to, we have to grind out farmer's markets. So trying not to look too far ahead but we're like we we want to make sure that these are perfect right now we want to make sure we can we can kind of you know hammer out the details and hammer out you know, like the, the the things that may be hard at the farmers markets and enjoy the process for what it is right now in order to get to the next phase you know yeah you gotta hone the craft that you have so you can craft what you want to hone later exactly i feel as right. if i feel as if it's it's kind of like leveling, you know, like or in like a video game. Like you kind of have to perfect at the phase that you are in order to unlock the next phase that you'll be ready for. It's an experience gate. Yeah, it's a grooming yeah. process. And, and knowing me, I, I, I lose sleep every night. I lost my naps and that's when like I that's when like <gasps> I knew like I, I would lose sleep at night, you know, oh, um, where I was like, uh, I really want the next thing. But it's really just about the here and now. Yeah. Kevin and I need to learn that lesson, or we got to we got to take a page out of your book on that because we we what, tend taking to, naps. Well, taking naps, but also <laughs> enjoying the grind and enjoying the right now and perfecting your craft right now. Uh, cause, I think, cause, yeah, we've been talking we, about that. We have well because we've been talking about what's next and kind of like goals of ours. Um, and yeah. you and I were <laughs> we were ambitious at first. We you know we set a very ambitious and unrealistic timeline for things, and then we realized you know, after yeah. we talked to a mentor of ours, we realized <laughs> hey. We just gotta we gotta keep doing what we're doing, do it well, build a community, and and take smaller steps that are closer to us. Yeah. Uh, in order to reach those bigger steps. Yeah. If you ever want to, like Joe, if you ever want to realize that you like really care about what you're doing, um, take take your aspirations to the person who's the most business savvy that you know, explain them, have that person come back to you with, I don't want to shit on your dreams for like a half an hour and walk away from that conversation going, you know what? I still want to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, um, it's been, I, I think, I think you guys are on the right track too. Like 
the small wins are the small wins are what it's all about yeah. building a building building a solid community and moving forth with a, with a community that you guys are building and actually having conversations with these people you know in what you're doing and getting a feel for what's on their mind and mm-hmm. having them just tell their side of the story like that's you guys are doing it right thanks man thank really you we really that. yeah we really appreciate yeah. that that's huge like like it means the most coming like just being down here on the south shore of long island like i i can confidently say that you know there are not many outlets like that there are not many people out here that would just want to hear your story or mm-hmm. just want to reach out to someone and be like hey like we want you to share whatever it is with us because we're interested in you yeah oh, well thanks. one one thing that that drives that for us is is we realized that um this isn't just a problem in our community it's not you know it's not localized it's a it's a worldwide problem uh which is people are not connecting in the same ways that they used to and there's some good Mm -hmm. to that because we can connect instantly with people across the world Mm -hmm. like this like we're doing right now but uh you know i would say like decades ago communities locally were very intertwined people all went to the same church and they would get together and 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 they would you know uh there'd be more just like local support of like neighbors yeah like people Mm -hmm. genuinely connecting and being there for each other there's a lot less of that so we're trying to foster that through coffee education and yeah and having these conversations so I, i really appreciate that that you uh, I, re- I appreciate that insight. It's good to, to hear that we're maybe walking the right path. Absolutely. And especially, you know, that's a good, that's also a good point because that's exactly how farmers markets are. People have to go and have a conversation with someone who is selling a product and talk to them about their product and what they're actually about. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no phone in front of somebody. There's no technology. It's just, yeah, obviously you may pay with the card. That's like the, the only yeah. bit of technology that that <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is um, that comes in handy, <laughs> right? Right. But uh, aside from that, you know, people are people are having genuine conversations um, over a product that people support, and you know, uh, it's community driven. You know, so yeah, you guys doing this is like that's I, I have no words. It's really really cool. Thanks, man. I we'll really have to, I uh, we'll have to continue right so so the doing what we do yeah and and the the relationship doesn't end here you know like having on our podcast was really just like a hey nice to meet you now let's continue to collaborate online and 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 share (laughs) our our first sips of coffee in the morning and you know our passions and that's what we're all about yeah, that would be a bad move if we just like we're like, all right, thanks for coming on. Peace. Thanks. <laughs> Catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah, that would not be keen. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here. Um, I know it's, so it's it's 5 p.m. on the East Coast on a Sunday yep. night, uh, so we may not be all drinking coffee. I know Kevin, you're drinking coffee, but one of I our am. little segments is we ask, "What's in your mug?" I'll start with you, Kev. Uh, I have the uh, Chiapas turquesa from heavy feather bro oh yeah shout out to heavy feather oh dude so good um they're like that's the second bag that you've given me from heavy feather i know you you grabbed a little bit out of each one but yeah these these were really good honestly 
Nice. Yeah, these were solid roasts. I actually this morning just to, I'm I'm gonna tack onto this this morning. A uh, friend of mine ordered some coffee from Telluride Roasters, and mm-hmm. I had a really nice uh, geisha this morning. Ooh. Actually, yeah, over it. and like it was. It it's funny. She's not like super into coffee, but like she she knows that I am, so she bought some really nice coffees and was like, "Well, which one do you want to try?" And like I was like, "Oh, there's a geisha here. I gotta try." It. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, like that inner, that inner, like, I want to, yeah, that inner, like, there's like a little bit of coffee snob that's like, well, we got to try the geisha. Like, you know? <laughs> um, and it, that was really nice too, but it's a little too close to roast date. I didn't notice the roast date on the bag until after I had uh, brewed it. And it was a little, like, I can tell I'm going to get more out of that later this week for sure. Right on. Yeah. Still off gassing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you I'll, got, Matt? I, I'm not drinking coffee today. Uh, I, um, I drank uh, alcohol last night, a lot of it, which is un- which is actually unlike me. I really, I'm really not a big drinker. I hope I you wonder. have the, the the real H two O handy. <laughs> Joe, Joe, to let you know, Matt texted me, "I'm alive," and I said, I'm- <laughs> I, "I was like, oh, I, I wonder." You Who said, was responsible for this? <laughs> you said I, I'm pulling up the text right now because it was actually really funny. Okay. Uh, so it's I. <laughs> hold on. Uh, okay, so at 1:35 p.m., <laughs> I text Kevin, "I'm alive," with no punctuation, and he goes, "That's reassuring." <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's not very uh, very much like me, but. Uh, our one of some of our best friends, my wife and I, they live uh, like ten houses down from us. They live dangerously we, close. That's how dangerously we're close. It now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every they're they're in our COVID bubble, and so we spend some time with them on weekends. And uh, so last night we had we had some drinks. The girls, uh, the the girls created like a whole night out of it. They were like, we're gonna play games, and we're going to make pizza from scratch, <laughs> and we're gonna do X, Y, and Z. And so. This is um, like when the two high school girlfriends are trying to get their boyfriends together for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, they were recreating that night. But I feel, luckily, like, I feel like more people need like a good safe COVID bubble with people who neighbor them. You know, they do. Yeah. Matt's lucky. His comes with free lucky. champagne sometimes. Oh, you know it, baby. <laughs> that was fun. Anyway, so I was. I'm very hungover today. Eh, I don't feel good. So I'm drinking water. And this is your uh, weekly reminder. Uh, dear listeners, to please drink water. Please stay hydrated. Definitely drink, drink water. Stay hydrated if you want. Uh, feel free to be sober. <laughs> yes, Kevin well. is Kevin Miner's <laughs> six months sober. Oh right? no, that's next month. That's, that's oh, you're on five the months. 9th of February. I'm five nice. and a half right now, buddy. Um, right on. That's my girlfriend's forte is 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 the is the is the water. She's always she has this uh, this little thermos that she carries around. Mm-hmm. everywhere always filled to the brim with water that's great uh, i think i'm just a little too little too shitty with drinking water i actually have a ball mason jar like halfway full right now i'm drinking this is because- oh what are you drinking right now joe what do you have in your mug i have a full mug of ethiopian Yurgachev. nice freshly brewed but it's about room temperature right now but and i have a uh a half of a uh a ball mason jar of straight water. Mm. Is it your Ethiopian? Yes, it's actually my winter coffee. Nice. Yes, yes. 
What what does that taste like? Get, run us through it. it. Has a uh, it's very super super complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I kind of I really enjoy this coffee a lot because mm-hmm. uh, re- after it post grind it'll you'll catch some toasted coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, about midway through the brew, you'll, you'll catch some vanilla notes and, uh, on, on the tasting notes, actually some vanilla, some plum, some pepper, and with a, with a very, very, very smooth Jasmine finish. Oh, that sounds great. Wow. It's like, it, 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 it really, really hits your taste buds differently. And everybody that tries it kind of gives me a, a specific tasting note in which I cover on the bag. Yeah. Mm. Um, they're like, I taste more of like the sweet plum. Someone says, another person says, I, I taste the very vanilla coconut in there. Um, another person says it's very floral. Um, so it's complex. Yeah. 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 That's great, man. I just make it as a drip. Nice and easy. Mm. Um, just for a home, just for a home brew. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, love it. The Ethiopian Yergachev is an absolute cult classic. That yeah, and Matt's in that cult. He's oh. the treasurer. He's the tre- We've got great hoodies. <laughs> Matt loves. Oh, we do. <laughs> oh, the cults. Um, that was that was the beginning of the. Sorry, that was the beginning of last week's episode. Is I've, the 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 episode opens with Kevin going? Do you think? <laughs> do you think goes, cults start when they have enough followers, or just when they get the hoodies? <laughs> <laughs> There um, it is, Matt. Uh, um, yes, sir. What's your jam this week, buddy? Let's let's round this out. You know, I'm trying to be unique, Kevin. I'm trying really. Phoebe hard. Bridgers. Phoebe <laughs> Bridgers. I and I think that was three my, weeks my in a row. Three weeks in a freaking row. I, you, you introduced me to Phoebe Bridgers on like last month's podcast. Right, I think right, right before the new year. Let's switch it up. What what's Fife Wife listening to this week? Fife Wife. Uh, Anything you notice she's been playing? Here's what we're gonna do on we're the gonna, Google we're, Home. We're gonna we're gonna call her. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have her call in, and she's gonna tell us. All right, sweet. While right. while you're dialing her, Joe, what's yep. your jam this week? What what do you listen to? Oh man, I've been listening to a lot of a uh, lot of Tribe Called Quest. Oh, nice. <coughs> a lot of Nas. Oh, dude, old school. Yeah, yeah. It kind yeah. of has like a good energy to it, especially early morning. Oh yeah. Uh, it has that like New York City hum that that mm-hmm. I that I kind that I kind of crave when it comes to you know, getting up and brewing my morning coffee, going yeah. about my day. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I've been bumping some old school hip hop, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of what I, it's kind of what I gravitate towards anyways, yeah. Yeah, are you are you like a big like Tribe Called Quest, Wu Tang, Nas, like East Coast rap fan? Yeah, funny enough, I I also I've been listening to uh, a lot of Wu Tang recently. I know a lot of people since True. the Love since the, you know um, a lot of people have been listening to a lot of the MF Doom uh, tapes yeah. recently. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, a lot of people have resurfaced a bunch of those and have been you know you know kind of. Uh, flashing back to, to some of his older stuff, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, Tribe, a lot of, a lot of Nas, a lot of Rakim. Oh, dude, yes. Who's, who's actually, uh, I believe he's from Long Island. He's from Pechog, right? Is he from? Uh, no, I'm just making is that. He from, is he from, wa- uh, no, he's not. He's from somewhere out west on Long Island. A lot of old school hip. I feel like it, I feel like it really ties into, um, you know, the, my coffee culture around here, you know, keeping things fun, keeping things hip, lively. Yeah. 
you know dude if if you like combining coffee and hip-hop you you definitely gotta hop into a live feed with uh benjamin from coffee black or bartholomew why did i call bartholomew 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 jones um benjamin. yeah you gotta hop in that because he's he's all about coffee and hip-hop man that's awesome yeah matt you got five wife on the phone uh you know she didn't pick up but um <sighs> what the what? yeah uh, what I know, but uh, I do. I did come up with something while I was calling her. Is uh, oh, we're and we're both we're both jamming this pretty hard right now. Folklore by Taylor Swift. Oh, dude, yeah, oh. it's, it's a bop, bro. I don't care what anybody says. It's good album, phenomenal. What's your favorite track? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's called the one. The one. There it is. Nice. So, up where you guys are, uh-huh. I actually I actually saw my first. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm kind of kind of listening to a lot of punk rock, a lot of metal. Oh, yeah. Um, Talk but I saw life. this really, really great UK band at SPAC, uh, Catfish and the Bottleman, about a handful, of year, yeah, a handful of years ago. Really, really good band, and they were phenomenal. That sounds like a punk band. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of like uh, they kind of ha- they're kind of like an alternative rock. Okay. Like a like a harder version of Modest Mouse or something or like, kind of like a uh, m- more of like more of like this like an early Stones. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah cool. they're 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 really cool. They're really cool. Definitely give them a listen. Nice, Catfish and the Bottlemen. Yes. All right. Sick. Um, yeah. All right. Well, Matt. I mean, you know what I've been jamming, and when I. When I get to jamming, I jam it at least two or three times, and it usually carries through to the end of the week in some facet or another. Classic, nothing was the same. Drizzy Drake, Mac oh, Dre, yeah. Bay. like, oh my god, dude! And you know what's funny? The song that really, like, really made me go, you know what? I'm jamming this the rest of the week. Was the was Wu Tang Forever? <laughs> Such a good song. Hell Such yeah! Such a good song. Logic. Love no, Logic. Oh, dude, I love Logic. But um, no, the the Drake song, uh, Wu-Tang Forever on that album is like, I love that song so much. It's so good. Okay, so do we have uh, do we have anything else? The only other thing I have to ask, Joe, is uh, where can people find you? Yeah, bro. You could find me every Sunday at the Port Jefferson Farmer's Market in the Village Center. Mm. Um, inside or outside, depending on the weather. Um, otherwise you can find me, uh, and my coffee on my website, which is cup of Joe coffee company.com. Nice. Love it. And then what your IG handles just cup of Joe. Yeah. My IG handle is a uh, cup of Joe coffee co. Nice. It rhymes. It does Love rhyme. It. <laughs> Easy to remember. Love that. Matt, do you got any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just effing grateful for you guys and, uh, mm-hmm. for this community and, um, super stoked for everything that's going to come this year. Super and, stoked. Uh, Very thankful for you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for Dude, joining thank us, you. man. Here, cool. here's my final thoughts. We'll continue it, uh, throughout the year and we'll continue it in conversation with our coffee brethren. Uh, thanks Maddie for throwing up that ritual over habitual post. You liked it? Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. I don't know if you're in on that yet, Joe, but we're that's Matt and I have been delving down the precarious road of like how do we how do we tout responsible caffeine consumption as coffee lovers? Oh man, that's a hard question. It's a tough one. And I love tough questions. So Yes, you do. 
All right, guys. That's it, boys. Thanks for everything. Dude, yeah, Joe, thank you, dude. I hope you enjoyed coming on the podcast. Um, You guys are awesome, yeah. Thank you. Dude, thank you, man. You're, no, you're awesome. And someday you're going to see us actually walking through the farmer's market. And I'm going to walk up and I'm going to go, Joe, what do you recommend I get off your mind? (laughs) (laughs) Right on, guys. Happy Sunday, boys. Have a great day. Happy Sunday. Peace. Later.